it's late. Later than you realize, later than it was before. I was talking a bit earlier in a previous podcast about how late it is. The lateness of the hour, right? I don't have an outline for this one. I needed to clean my palate. As I drink my coffee, I need to clean my palate. I got really, really pissed off in that last podcast. And I, I feel personally justified in the following sense that it's too late, I think. I wasn't ready to say that six months ago or a year ago. But if you are planning on preparing or getting ready for whatever it is, there's a couple things I believe are true. One, whatever it is, it is very near. It's not too far away. Which means the time is nigh. Whatever the fuck it is. And the other part of it We don't really know what it is. know what it is. I don't know you don't know. I I had a theory which could still be true, but I made myself a promise a year ago that if it didn't become obvious by October of 2021 that I would kind of just put it on on, you know, put it on ignore. Not that it couldn't still be true, but because I set that line for myself, I'm simply going to ignore it. But I do think something's close, and I don't think it's good. I don't think you can carry on population-wide trauma-based mind control, which is what they've been doing since at least January of 2020. You can't really do that for more than a year or two. People start getting sick. People start getting adrenal fatigue. Believe me, the Nazis and the Americans and many others have studied this phenomena. At some point, one of three things happens. People drop dead from adrenal fatigue. People go frickin' crazy and kill someone else and themselves. Or the third possibility, which is the hopeful possibility, which is the one that I wish would happen, but I don't think it will, is people give up the PSYOP. They give up the mind control. They they recognize it as crap and they free themselves. Sadly, I think it's too late. If, if people had done that a year ago, even if all of this was intended to hide some horrible thing, we might have had a fighting chance of at least averting it. At this point, whatever it is, 
the best you can do is write it out. Sorry. And I still, you know, I still talk to people who think in terms of Bitcoin and businesses and this and that, and they're optimistic people, and some of them are my good friends, and I love them. But a lot of the things people are putting their time into right now will simply not survive what's coming. Sorry. It's not something where... I don't even remotely want to be right, but I am in the sense at peace, you know. I guess I'd really be at peace if I felt, you know, good with God right now, but I don't. I haven't really been able to pray in recent weeks. Um, I, I take prayer seriously, and because I take it seriously, I can't just pray as a ritual. It's not a ritual to me. It's a connection. And so um, I haven't really been able to pray. I know that God, the Lord in heaven, senses what we think and probably even peeks in to see what we're thinking. Um, and so the Lord knows my thoughts and knows that I still have faith. But the faith I have in God and, and I feel the Bible at least supports this perspective. Not that it's correct, but it's it's normal. It's normal for Christians and Jews to feel this way. You can read the Lamentations, read Psalms, read you know, read the wisdom books, and then read the old, read the New Testament as well. And it's okay to be upset or angry. You know, the Lord in heaven, Jesus Christ had questions and concerns the very night before he was going to be tried and tortured. And this is the Son of God. This is God. This is the all-in-one. And the all-in-one that is perfect had anxiety, had questions, had, had troubles. Troubles where he had to go off and be by himself and leave his disciples behind while he was in the garden. So I, I don't really feel ashamed that I'm in this place, but that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't really have a good, I don't really have a good prayer other than, well, I don't. I, I would say I pray that the Lord looks out for the people I love, and I believe that's a good prayer. But at this point, I don't know what that means. I think for a lot of people I care about, that means going back to October or November of 2019, maybe 2016, maybe 1996, maybe, you know, 1956. For some people, it means going back further. We can't do that, though. The arrow of time goes in one direction. We don't have the option of going back, okay? You know, maybe you want to build a time machine, feel free. But we're going forward in time. That is our option. We have to think about the present and the future. The past is not something that's within our ken. Beyond trying to understand it, beyond writing books about it, beyond having movies about it, the past is the past, right, man? Let's just keep it there.
There are so many things that people consider worthless right now that in a matter of perhaps just weeks will be worth their weight in gold. There are so many things that people consider priceless right now that in a matter of weeks could be fucking worthless. There are so many people you hate right now that you still might hate in the future. There are people you love right now that you might grow to hate. You've got problems inside of your sphincter, your colon, your intestine. All of it needs to be cleaned out, right? (laughs) I'll leave that there. Um, No, but the main point is, during this last period of American history, let's say from the closing of the gold window, right about the time I was born, about 50 years ago, to now, Uh, we've been given things that we've been told are priceless, that are priceless, that are super valuable. And then other things we've been told are worthless. Gold and silver, we have been told, are basically worthless. I mean, that's the message of the infinite Schrodinger, um, you know, Paul Krugman, Alan Greenspan, Ben Bernanke, Helicopter, you know, anal probe economy. That That's what, you know, you're told. Gold and silver are worthless or they're just industrial metals now. They're just some kind of weird commodity. We can have paper, gold, and silver. And, and who knows, they might even try to represent the gold and silver on asteroids before this is over. Because that's where we're at as far as financial chicanery in this neo-Stalinist hellhole goes, I think we're almost to the point of it lasts much longer where we're monetizing Moonland. Yeah. There are things that they will tell you are worthless today. They'll tell you You know, parents are worthless, dads are worthless, moms are worthless. Any kind of family structure is worthless simply because in some cases, given that this is an imperfect universe, people don't always have a good family. People don't always have a good dad or a good mom. Ergo, all moms are bad. Ergo, all dads are bad. I'm simply using COVID logic right now. But that's the crazy-ass logic that we're fed. It is the COVID logic. It is the cultural Marxist logic. In reality, it's just satanic logic. Not all families are perfect. That doesn't mean family is bad. Not all men and women are good or evil, but they are just what they are. And you can't really say one is worse than the other. If you want to make a compelling argument that 
men have ruled society and women have not, and ergo the role should shift, I don't know. But I'm not really sure you have to do anything there. Because what we really need is a free world. And in a free world, men and women will be leaders. Some women will run great businesses and be Dagny Taggarts and unbelievable just accomplishers and whatnot. And some men will become worthless beer drinkers and vagabonds and will work two days a week to write the rest of the week like me. And I'll be happy. And so will Dagny Taggart. And I don't expect anyone to pick up the tab and vice versa, right? In a free world, I think my dream of early 2020 of just being able to make enough money to get by so I could do more writing, I think that would have happened. It would have been almost easy probably, maybe too easy, but probably pretty easy. In the world we live in, um, there is nothing that the kleptocrats, that the apparatchniks, that the highest echelons of this neo-Stalinist hellhole won't steal. There's nothing they won't steal. There's nothing they won't rip off. There is no limit to their avarice. And you can say, but aren't they mostly Democrats and liberals, those words mean nothing. They know they mean nothing. You're playing catch up. What they are, grifters. They've always been con artists and grifters. They understand that human beings are really good at, you know, psychological warfare, but we're also, and this is the double-edged sword, susceptible to that very same weapon. So we can laugh and go ha-ha back at the group fire after we scared thousands of buffalo over a cliff. But then we look around and realize that we still mind-fuck each other. And yeah, this is a ramble. This is a ramble because I'm trying not to get too angry. And I figured if I did one of those unscripted podcasts, I could ramble my way through and maybe not go completely crazy. It's not 
infeasible or impossible, <sighs> unpossible, unfeasible. So many wasted moments on impossible ideas. So many wasted moments on impossible dreams. I don't know what's coming, but it doesn't feel like it's going to be good. And I do believe, like I said, that they have spent a lot of time and energy fucking with people for two years. And the basic message of the PSYOP has been stay at home, order stuff online. And if you go outside, you might get the COVID. You might have to take the vax. You might end up in a race war. A Chinese or a Russian hypersonic missile might lodge itself in your butt crack. Donald Trump might hit you over the head with a mallet. Biden's going crazy. I mean, every day, every second of... Oh, oh, hackers stopped the production of sausages at the sausage factory. Oh, there's a logistical disaster off the West Coast because they can't unload ships, blah, blah, blah. The giant container ship, the evergreen whatever, got stuck in the Suez Canal. Like a 72-year-old pecker. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Every day, we're given some story about some logistical failure. Every story seems made up. And what's really funny is when I was in school... When I was in graduate school studying the, you know, basically studying Soviet history and studying the collapse of the Soviet Union, all of this shit matches what you would have seen going on, you know, in the Comic Con, which was basically the Eastern Bloc Economic Union. What you would have seen going on with Goss Plan and Soviet planning, all of it basically mirrors it. Slightly different because it's not. Stalinism. It's neo-Stalinism. We don't pick every price. We just pick one price. And that's the value of your fucking work. That's what the Fed does. The Fed doesn't worry about, you know, scheduling or predicting or, you know, planning how many tractors you're going to need five years from now. No. They simply value your assets and work with one fucking dial, one fucking number. That's why I call it neo-Stalinism. What is very Stalinistic is called globalism. During the 20s and 30s, after Stalin took power, he made an effort to reduce the independence of cities. One way to do this was to have cities that only do one fucking thing. Hey, we're a city, we make tanks. Hey, I'm City B, we make canned food. And City C makes can openers. When people say we got to get all of our chips from, you know, Taiwan, and that's a problem, I think neo-Stalinism. When people say we can't get that anymore because that's made in Vietnam, I think neo-Stalinism. And soon... Places around the world that get their food from us are going to understand what the fuck neo-Stalinism is. Because it's a little different 
But when it comes to make basically engineered famines, it's the same shit. And it's coming to a theater near you probably. And so people, you know, they say, what's neo-Stalinism? Understand that globalism is Stalinism. And also understand that, yeah, it's easier to pick a single number than to plan how many tractors you'll need in 2025. But if you think that that kind of Stalinism works, it doesn't. It just works a little longer. It just takes a little longer for that engine to blow up. We're at the basically the point now, the push me, pull me, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't go forward, you can't go backward. They can't really raise rates, brothers and sisters. They can talk taper all they want to. If they do, it's not stagflation, it's not hyperinflation, it's not even that market crash. It is simply collapse. And if they decide to go hyperdrive and print money, and print money, and print money, it leads to collapse. No matter what they do at this point, the engine that they so delicately engineered in the most overly complicated Rube Goldberg way possible, that engine's about to explode. The entire legalistic, bureaucratic, neo-Stalinistic crap hole shit show is going to go sideways and there is nothing that the Federal Reserve can do. So I've got night madness. Plagued by the dark, dark thoughts of the night. Being dragged down the hole. Being pulled down that hole. I wish I could say I was at peace with my family and friends. I'm at peace with um, many of my friends, probably most of my friends. I feel as if I'm at peace with none of my family. It's probably okay. I mean, on one level, it's an Ecclesiastes thing. You get to a certain point in your life, especially if you don't have kids, and you just you get disconnected. And that's part of it. But the other part of it is I truly believe that most of my family is in the thrall of evil at this point, of some form. They've decided that their orbit, their likely survival orbit, is in the region of some of the shittiest people I know, you know, King County, Seattle scumbags. And I'm sorry. It, you know, Seattle might have been cool a long time ago. Like, I don't know, when Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain was still alive. But it's not that any longer. It's a shithole filled with commies and scumbags, basically carpetbaggers and other kinds of douches. And for the most part, it represents nothing but chaos and failure. It just doesn't know it yet. It's a lot like Detroit in 1964. It's really on life support, but it just doesn't fucking know it yet. 
Seattle will know soon. I'm not at peace with my family. I'm not at peace with my family because I wish they would have taken more of a stand. And one of the arguments I heard made last summer, well, mom and dad would have done as they were told. I actually remember my mom and dad having a little bit more fucking common sense and a little bit more fucking courage than that. But maybe I was wrong. Maybe they would have listened to douchebags who've been poisoning us for fucking decades over their own common sense. Maybe that's the case, right? Gee, my little attempt at being centered and cleaning the cleaning up the palate didn't work just there, did it? No, I there was this conversation, you know, we were hanging out for Fourth of July in 2020, and somebody said something like, Well, mom and dad would have just gotten the vaccination. But I actually don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. There's no way to know. And you know what you shouldn't do? You shouldn't try to pretend you do know. But whatever. I mean, if I'm wrong about what's coming, I'm right about one thing. 2020 opened my eyes to the people in my life who I can trust to be sane and good and the people that I think are ready to join a cult. And yeah, you know, they need the cult. They have to be in the cult. If they're not in the cult, they don't feel fucking safe. And the excuses for my kids, for my this, for my that, you can make that fucking excuse right up until the bitter end, but please do not complain when your ice cream cone falls on the ground. All right? It's yours. God gave you your life, gave me mine. If I want to live my life like a hobo, I can live like a hobo and accept the fucking consequences. And for those of you who think that what you have now that is so priceless, that is so immeasurably important, if you think that's going to be true in the future, you're wrong. That's about to flip over. They tell us family's not important. Guess what? In a few weeks and months, you're going to find out how fucking important family is. They tell you that human connection is not important because you can just do it on Facebook or Twitter or some other... Yeah, in a few months, you're going to find out that's crap. You may not know it yet, but you will very soon, I think. There are so many things that they kick around and beat up on. And it's not accidental. But what I am saying is, is that reality, which ultimately you know, runs according to God. And if you want to just say God, but for all of us, reality gets the final judgment. Okay, not the president, not Trump, not anybody else on this place, this this fallen world. Reality, the universe gets the judgment. I think I know what the judgment's going to be. I kind of hope I'm wrong. But in a way, I kind of hope I'm right. Because if any, epic of human beings needed to learn a fucking lesson, it is definitely us. And, and I think I hear the school bell. I hear it in the distance. It's ringing for you. It's ringing for me. It's a bell for whom the bell tolls. 
And when it does, you know what I'm saying. Night Crazies. The Night Crazies, the Night Madness. I hope I am crazy. I do. There's the possibility that I'm crazy, and if I am crazy, that means that, no, it's all a fiasco. And everything's fine. And all those Cato Institute papers that tell you things have never been better, even though out of the other side of their mouth they'll talk Austrian crap, but will ignore the subjectivity component. Ignore all that! All that crazy. It's all a fiasco. It's just people being insane because they're crazy and they're people and it's funny. But here's the problem. People killed themselves because of this wretched lie. People postponed cancer treatment because of this wretched lie. People basically had heart attacks and strokes because of this wretched lie. More people are dying because of the lie. Businesses shut down because of the lie. Children's lives being turned into a dystopian nightmare because of a monkey herpes COVID psyop lie. So every time I try to put my arms around fiasco or accident, I get to the point where I think, I'm so tired of all these fucking people. If they, in their darkness, imagine a non-existent pandemic, if they, in their darkness, foist that fear upon their neighbor to the point that they ruined their neighbor's life if they, in their own paranoid germophobia, don't give a fuck about their own children's future, then I just don't know if people like that are people that are meant for this world much longer, I think. And I don't have to do a goddamn thing, brothers and sisters. Because it turns out a lot of this stuff corrects itself, given time. Now, of course, you have to be there at the right fucking time to see the self-correction. But I think we're almost there. I think the bell tolls. And it tells, tolls for you. And it tolls for me. For whom the bell tolls, right? Ernest Hemingway. Does it toll for you? Does it toll for me? I don't know. Jesus talks about forgiveness. And that's something that I've had 
ups and downs with, um, especially when it comes to the Bible study I've been able to do, is that I don't, you know, forgiveness is funny. Forgiveness is not supposed to be approval. Like you're not, you know, you can forgive someone for something they do, but it doesn't mean you approve of it. And in fact, when you think about discipleship, embedded in that word is discipline. And in part of being a disciple is in fact to every once in a while, you know, gently admonish our brothers and sisters in Christ and say, you know, you need to get better at what you're doing. What you're doing is wrong. So we should forgive, but that doesn't mean we should forget. And we should forgive, but that doesn't mean we have to accept it or approve of it, really. I mean, it's okay to forgive someone for, for doing something fucking terrible. But nowhere in that does it mean you have to be their fucking friend. And peace doesn't mean friendship. It just means the absence of strife. I want to be able to forgive people. Like I had somebody say something really shitty to me a, a number of months ago. And it was the kind of thing that people during this COVID psyop say to each other and they don't even fucking think about. Like let's somehow connect a person's opinion about what is clearly bullshit to the random death of a fucking stranger you don't even fucking know. And yet, the same fucking coward doesn't have the courage to ask a fucking question. Is it possible the hospital lied? Is it possible the hospital killed them? Because, hey, hospital mistakes prior to 2020 killed a lot of motherfuckers in the United States. And probably elsewhere. I'd love to forgive that. I, I don't know how. Because that's like accusing somebody of murder in the shittiest, most passive-aggressive passive way possible. No. This is one of those cases where I wonder if I'll ever, ever be able to fucking break bread around that person again. And when I consider that Seattle looks like it's going full-on retard as far as the vaccination thing goes, I'm not going back to fucking Seattle. I'm not going back to Washington State. I'm not going back to a place that would accept Governor Inslee, dickhead, and Mayor Jenny Durkin, criminal dickhead biatch, as people who they should even fucking respect, let alone, you know, if you got a jail in Seattle, if you got one in Olympia, toss fucking Governor Inslee in the jail. Toss Jenny Durkin in the fucking King County Jail. Prove like you actually have a rule of law. But you don't. Crooked, shitty people like that belong in jail. But they're the ones out there telling you to put on that mask you'll make with macrame. 
They're the ones that will tell you maybe you get Christmas. They're the ones that are going to tell you you don't get stuff unless you get vaccinated. The ships won't deliver their goods. There'll be no stores. Black Friday is canceled unless you get vaccinated. It is so absurd, it is so stupid, it is so obviously a lie, that even to call it a fiasco, or a comedy of errors, or a set of mistakes at this point seems just plain ignorant to me, you know? But here's the deal. If this is what I think it is, one of the signs that you're close is this denial. What, how does that old quote go? Those whom the gods are about to destroy... Those whom the gods are about to destroy, they first make mad. I look around and I see mountains of fucking crazy everywhere. So much fucking crazy, it comes oozing in through the internet despite the shadow bans, despite the censorship, despite all the other deleted you know, canceled crap that goes on in my life, all of that crazy keeps oozing through. So it's actually a sign. The fact that people are in such an extreme state of bargaining and denial right now, that's a, that's a sign we're close. That's a sign that people are looking for whatever shitty alternative dystopia they can grab onto because the one they don't understand is the one that they should fear. So yeah, they'll grab onto their monkey herpes. They'll grab onto their COVID monkey herpes. They'll grab onto their vaccine injury. They'll grab onto Antifa BLM. They'll grab onto hypersonic missiles. They'll strap their penis to it. They'll grab on to Trump. He's got a secret army in the Grand Canyon. Trump has a secret army in the Grand Canyon with atomic weapons. Biden Biden, Biden, yeah, is brain dead. And his son is a crackhead. The president is brain dead and his son is a crackhead. All of these things, fucking Alec Baldwin bullshit, all of it looks so stupid. It's almost too stupid to be this fucking stupid. And it could be. Simply that. It could be we're at peak complexity, peak government, peak stupidity. But if you think that ends well, <laughs> that's just the sign we're at peak stupidity. So yeah, we could be there. I mean, in the film Idiocracy, and I mentioned this before, it takes 500 years for, their, for, the, for the stupidity to cause problems. But I just think that's kind of crazy and stupid. 
Stupid actually breaks shit way fucking faster than that. It makes me think that that film might have been propaganda. Well, yeah, we're getting stupid. We're getting dumb. But we get 500 years. More of fun. Our penis will be big. We get to eat pig. Until the year 2505. And the great garbage avalanche. I I don't know. I think Mike Judge was being ridiculously fucking optimistic with that estimate. If you ask me, anybody who's been around stupid at a team level will tell you that stupid leads to disaster pretty fucking fast. Um, it doesn't take 500 years. does not. It will not. So that could be it. We could be a peak fucking stupid. We've got so much stupid and so much ignorance and so much complexity, too many dials, too many numbers, not enough people who know, to, know how to add, subtract, multiply, and divide. And that includes the people that got to build computers. And that includes the people that got to program computers, including the people that program avionics in a Boeing airplane. That includes... A lot of people, and that means a lot of things are about to fail. And you're being fed a lot of high-tech propaganda, too. I love it. They'll tell you, oh, we got this technology and that technology. I have been reading that bullshit since I was in high school. And I can tell you that a lot of that, yeah, is fusion energy claptrap that they always promise is one year away it's been one year away for like, you know, 35 fucking years. So who knows, though? Maybe it's almost here. We almost got fusion right around the corner. But I seriously doubt it. And that applies to all the other magical fixes. You know, it's a grifter mentality to believe there are magical fixes. It's a person that has common sense that realizes there ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Night Madness. And I think I'm lucky. I mean, if I tell you, I do have reasons to pray. I do have reasons to be grateful. I'm lucky to be where I'm at right now. Um, you know, in rural, 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 in rural Utah. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but it's pretty good. The people seem pretty nice. And it does seem like a place that has potentially more food than people. And very soon, that could be a pretty good thing in terms of where to be. Um, we don't really know for sure, but we'll see. So I have reasons to be grateful. But at the same time, um, 
I balance that up against that general disgust that I have. And it's, it's doesn't, it, it doesn't get assuaged. People give me all this fucking gaslighting bullshit. Oh, Dan, it's always been this bad bullshit. Oh, it's, it's no big deal bullshit. Oh, it's okay if people... No, it's okay if you think Bigfoot is real. People don't commit suicide or not because you think Bigfoot is real. You might, but other people won't. Okay? If you think Bigfoot is real, businesses don't get shut down. If you think Bigfoot is real, kids don't get abused with mass bullshit. Whether or not Bigfoot is real is not even fucking relevant. So when people compare this to something like that, they are full of shit. Okay? If you can keep your germophobia to your fucking self, then go ahead and make the comparison to Bigfoot. But if you're going around saying things like, you have a right to not be exposed to germs, two things. You're a fucking moron because a lot of those germs you need to survive. Research how many of the cells in your fucking body that you fucking need that are not actually human, dumbass. Okay? That's number one. Number two, the germs and the viruses, the single-celled organisms, the small multi-celled organisms, the little tiny insects, these things are everywhere. If you go through life and you want to be germophobic like Howard Hughes and pee into jars and have fingernails that become six inches long, been there, done that, don't put it on other people. Do it, your, do it your own way in your own private place. But don't make other f- people do that fucking shit. Get over it. Your germophobia is your fucking problem. Period. So yeah, I don't know. I'm grateful for where I'm at. And I'm grateful I have food, water, and shelter for now. And I'm grateful I have friends. I do have friends that you know I can trust and are good people. But I guess I'm just kind of just disappointed with the human race to an extent that, um, you know, I don't want to go there. But yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed enough that really, what the fuck? Why would I want to be a member of that clan at this point? They look like mostly assholes, really. And if there were aliens and they were seeing how we were behaving at this point... Fuck, they would, they would not, they would quarantine us, not because of the COVID, but because of the fucking crazy. They would have nothing to do with us. They would say, these people are crazy, germs are everywhere, there are viruses by the multitude factors many over the ones we've discovered. There are bacteria everywhere. And what makes it more interesting is we probably need all these things too. No, we can't live in Bill Gates' little blue screen world. And by the way, if you think it's better to live in the artificial immune system of Bill Gates, you have, you have probably never experienced the blue screen or the swirly. The swirly is what they replaced it with. It's still the blue screen. It just looks better like when your toilet's flushing. Yeah, I, I want a I Bill Gates blue screen in my cells, in my, in my chromosomes. I, I want a little blue screen operating system in the nuclei of my cells 
So they can like, you know, tell the, you know, yeah, the rhizomes or whatever, the fucking mitochondria, fuck, who knows. I, if you want to install Bill Gates' little fucking operating system, whatever, Moderna, Pfizer, bullshit, if you want to play the lottery of whether it's a placebo or poison, because it's probably just a placebo in most cases, who knows if any of the vaccine injury shit is actually real. Listen, to be a skeptic of COVID, you have to also admit that the vaccine injury shit could also be a PSYOP. The one thing about PSYOPs is they have simple messages. Like, don't fight during the first Gulf War. There were many things that contributed to that PSYOP, but the message was simple. Don't fight. If you ask me, the message of this PSYOP is obviously obviously uh, straightforward and simple. It's stay at home, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. Why would anyone tell billions of people for two years to do that and create trauma monkeys to reinforce that? Why? If you have an answer to that question, great. I get all kinds of answers. Oh, they want us to be in the reset. And eh. To be able to do the wretched shit they've been doing, the reset happened a long fucking time ago. So no, it's not the reset. And if you're saying, oh, they're going to go to the next level. Eh. They can't get the fucking bus signs to work. No, FEMA camps. No next level. They don't have any of the technology they claim to have. I know a lot of you guys like the fear monger, the super AI. I work in the industry. There is no such thing. You have been taken advantage of. Advantage of. You've been grifted intellectually. You've been fooled. I wouldn't even be surprised if the deep blue IBM shit is in a PSYOP. I have seen enough in the last 20 years to say this. If there are these supercomputers, they're not at Microsoft. Work there, not there. They're probably nowhere in Seattle. And the people programming them are mostly fucking morons. So yeah. You, you, you tell me about the supercomputer robot that's going to round you up and put you in jail. Please. Tell me about that robot. I know you saw the movie. When I was seven, I saw the Millennium Falcon do the Kessel Rung in 12 parsecs. That doesn't mean any of that fucking shit was real just because it looked cool. Oh, but it, 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 they wouldn't lie to us, Dan. Real, yeah, they wouldn't lie to us. Not only will they lie to you, that is what they're good at. Like, if you were to say... What is the core feature of the narcissistic sociopaths that run the world? They are pretty fucking good at lying and deception. They are good at being devious. And frankly, everyone, all humans are good at the psychological manipulation bullshit, but these guys turn it into a fucking art form. That's what they're good at. I don't know if they're capable of going to the fucking moon, but they're pretty good at convincing a bunch of yokels that they went to the moon. So there's that. They're good at convincing you of shit. Whether they do any of the fucking shit they claim, you kind of have to check their facts at this point. I have no fucking clue. I know they're capable of doing a lot of stupid shit that they leave behind. A lot of toxic shit. A lot of shit that's just garbage for history. They're really good at generating problems. And generating their own destruction. That's it, though. These people that rule you, that's what they're good at. Nowhere in that 
Are you building anything? Which means the only way you keep these grifter schemes going is through theft. But folks, I look around at this country and I think to myself, this is the bottom of the barrel. Anything left to steal would be prohibitively expensive and this government that we have is grotesquely complex. This is a, a race condition between inefficiency and residual value. And in the race condition between inefficient, overly complicated, neo-Stalinist hellholes and residual or derivative value, guess who wins? Train wreck. That's where we're at. Yeah, they're grifters. Yeah, they steal. But you can't steal forever. Eventually, you run out of shit to steal. And if all you do is steal, you know, if all you do is, is practice theft, that, that future ain't that far away, really. And they've had a hundred years of stealing, at least, probably, depending on how you look at it, maybe since the Constitutional Convention where they stole the Republic. So they've had a little bit of time to steal. And I think that they've run out of shit they can effectively steal. And what's really bizarre, and what's really going to freak you out, is that even though many of you get your shit stolen, and even though your futures are being crapped on, many of you, not necessarily you listening, but lots of people out there, and even though lots of Americans out there, their lives are being ground to dust by these sociopaths, they would rather have the sociopaths than not. And if that's not an abuse situation, I don't know what is. You know? Call it Stockholm Syndrome, call it an abusive relationship, but so many Americans need to be beaten down. So many Americans need to have their shit stolen. So many Americans need to just have that hope and desire that a cop will bust down their door and tear off their clothes. It's gross. And so many Americans are right there. And hence my disappointment, you know. My disappointment, but probably yours too. Maybe you feel disappointed too. I don't know. I don't know, brothers and sisters. I don't know, friends. I'm in that weird place, you know, you get to. I'm checking the time here. Yeah. Just checking the time. Checking the time on the audio recorder. Here comes the wind. For the night madness with night crawlers inside your brain, driving you insane. The night madness is coming for you. It's coming for me. It is the whisper in the trees.
the night madness holds you by holds you by the leg and starts gnawing on your toes. The night madness hunts you down to that ditch and tosses a rock in there with a dead coyote. The night madness saw you last night doing that bad thing underneath the covers. The night madness watches you sometimes when you're driving to your girlfriend's place. The night madness is jealous. Jealous of the light. The light that guides you. When the daytime comes. The night madness grips you and rips you. The night madness controls you sometimes. It is the night madness. It's crazy. I don't know. I gotta do something about this setup. Strange, strange, strange times, brothers and sisters. Strange days. I know it's. I say that a lot. I think the reason why I say it a lot is because it's basically true. And we're all kind of making through it, making our way through it the best way we can. And we hope to find a way through it, all of us, at some point, maybe, I don't know how. And you want to be hopeful, and I get it, but be hopeful about what? Be hopeful that the Death Star succeeds? That's the thing. If you want to tell me, like, I want to be hopeful, Dan, why can't we be hopeful? This is my question. What the fuck are you being hopeful about?